There's no greater truth in all the world that the Father himself loves you. You know, that's what Jesus said in John 16, 27. And it's, it's quite a revelation if you, if you take a look at John 17, 23. It says that the Father loves you and I as much as he loves the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's, that's quite a statement right there. When he loves you, you have been loved. Amen? Oh, thank you, Father, for your word today. We, we pray that you would speak to our hearts, encourage us, strengthen us, open the eyes of our understanding in the name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. amen. And so it really does take faith to receive that. I want you to pay attention to that last statement. You have sent me and has loved them as thou has loved me. So what we want to, to do this morning is we want to just celebrate the good, good Father's love for us. You know, if love be for us, who can be against us? Now, it's one thing to say that our good, good Father loves us, but it's another thing to believe it and to have it lodged deeply within our hearts. You know, in First John chapter 4, I believe it's verse 16, John addressed this and he said this, And we have known and believed the love that God has to us or the love that God has for us. So faith in the scriptures that I'm sharing with you today will help you. Determine in your heart to mix faith with what you're hearing. Therefore, the word of God will profit you. It will not only lift you today, but it will profit you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to just know how much love loves you. The rest of the scripture says, and God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. So this love, the Father, his love is on the inside of you. When you mix faith in his love, praise God, it will change your life. Now, for example, look at verse 18. It says there's no fear in love. There's no fear in love. Amplified says dread does not exist in this kind of love. But perfect love or love that is developed, love that is believed, love that is spoken regularly, and love that is acted upon, there is no fear in love. But what does this perfect love do? It casts fear out of doors. Amen. It expels every trace of terror. Therefore, you and I can face life challenges, life's challenge, challenges fearlessly. Amen. We can face whatever comes our way with this understanding that, hey, love's on the inside of me. Love loves me. Therefore, I don't have to fear what the future may bring. Amen. Amen? There's no fear in love. Amen. But this love, it casts out all fear. That's an awesome truth right there. I mean, we could go home right now just with this understanding that love loves me and we can meditate it on, meditate it on all week long and be blessed. Now, because he loves us, then we must take all of our cares, 
all of our concerns and all of our worries and place them in the capable hands of love himself. He never intended for you, he never intended for me to go through life worried, fearful, or full of anxiety. Casting, 1 Peter 5 says. All your care. Notice he says all of it. it. Not most of it. Just the ones that, you know, you think that God may want to take. No, he's your burden bearer. He's your caretaker. And he wants you to just roll all your cares upon him. And the rest of the verse tells us why. Because he cares for us. Love cares for me. I'm in my father's care. I'm in my father's hand. My father loves me. I've rolled all my cares over on him. Therefore, I can face life lightly and easy because his burden is light and his yoke is easy. Amen. Amen? Amen. I like uh, what Paul wrote to the church at Philippi. He said, be careful for nothing. Do not have uh, any anxiety about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto love himself. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. So let's just be a doer of the word today right now. If you brought some cares in with you, why don't you say we just get rid of them right now? Amen. Just lift up your hands like this and say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I, cast I cast all my cares, all my anxieties, everything that I may face, I cast them completely and entirely into your capable hands. Thank you, Father, for caring for me. Oh, amen. I think we should just praise him for that. Amen. Now, Paul, you know, writing over there to the church at Ephesus, he prayed that the church at Ephesus... And, of course, this prayer belongs for us, too, in verse 17 through 19. And I believe it's the NLT. He prayed that Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will go down into God's love and keep you what? Keep you strong. Now, verse 18. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. Now, let's... Look at verse 18. Let's read it together. Go ahead. So his love is wide enough to be everywhere. There's no place where God isn't. You may feel alone, but you're never alone. Love said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen? Amen. Well, it's long enough to last forever. You know, human love wears out real quick. But your Father will never stop loving you. And it's deep enough to handle anything. No matter what pain or hurt or problem. Somebody said, well, Pastor Mark, I've hit bottom. Well, I got good news for you. God's love goes deeper and lower than your problem. Hallelujah. And it's high enough to overlook and to forgive you of all your sins and mistakes. Good. Good news is this. 
Love offers his forgiveness for us, and he helps us to start over. How would our lives change if we felt completely and unconditionally loved by love every moment? Good friend of ours and a great friend of this ministry, Keith Hershey, you're probably going to be able to quote it with me when I start saying it. But love, God's not mad at you. But he's mad about you. Ain't that good? good. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Let's try that one on for size. Say it with me. Love Love is not mad at me. me. But the love of God, God. he's mad mad. about me. Amen. So that is a foundation. Let's just look at a few things that our good, good father, because he is love, will do for us. For example, over in... uh, Psalms 84, verse 11, says that no good thing will he withhold from those who, what? Those who walk uprightly. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. So your good, good father has good things in store for you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Now, let's look at James 1, verse 17. James, the first chapter, the 17th verse, says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Good things come from above. Good things come from our Father who is love. Amen. Amen. Bad things don't come from Him. Good things come from Him. Amen. Amen. And comes down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow, of turning. Now stop, think about it a moment. You know, Jesus said, He that hath seen me has what? In other words, when we look at Jesus, we see the Father. Yeah. Hebrews 1 says that He is the express image of His person, He is the light beam. He did not come down here to do his own will, but he came to do the will of his Father that sent him. Jesus was love's gift to the world. And he expressed his love several ways, but one way he did it is he went about doing good. He went about doing good. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil for what God was with him. (laughs) Amen. Love was with him. He says, it's the Father that's dwelling in me. He's doing the works. So when we look at Jesus, we look at the Father. Now, bearing in mind what we just read in James 1.17, every good gift Mm -hmm. comes from above. Good gift. Here's what Jesus said about this. He says, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The thief is not our father. Our father is not a thief. The thief is the enemy, the devil. And he says he comes to steal, he comes to kill, he comes to destroy. But he said, but I've come 
but I've come. That you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. Our good, good father has done awesome things for us already, but he's not finished with us yet. When we have faith in his love, we'll see so many good things happen in us and for us and through us. Now, Matthew 7, 11. Matthew 7, 11. It says, if you then being evil or if you then being natural, Jesus is saying, if you then being evil or natural, know how to give, what kind of gifts? What kind of gifts do you like to give your children? We like to give our kids good gifts, right? Well, how much more your heavenly father? If you then being a natural parent, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more? How much more? How much more? How much more? Shall your father, which is in heaven, give what? Good things. Good things. Well, what's happening in your life, Brother Joe? Good things. Why? Because I have faith in the Father's love for me. To them that ask Him. Now, the greatest thing that you can receive is a gift of eternal life. Another wonderful gift that the Father has for us is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. And so your good, good Father has good, good things for you and for me. If you believe it, just somebody say amen, amen, amen. Amen, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that trust thee, which thou hast laid up for those that access what's in this good storehouse by faith and by asking him. Amen. Amen. I love what F.F. Bosworth says. He says this, Benevolence or goodness is that great attribute of God. Therefore, if you want to please him, remove all the obstacles out of the way, out of the way of the exercise of his benevolence. So God's got a storehouse of goodness, a storehouse of glory, a storehouse of favor laid up for you. And you know what he's looking for? He's looking for receivers. Now, I don't know who the Raiders are playing today. I don't even know if they're playing. They might be playing in Oakland. But I'll guarantee you, the the quarterback, I think his name is Carr, when he goes back to pass and he stays in the pocket, he is not looking for someone to knock him out cold. What is he looking for? He's looking for a receiver. And the eyes of the Lord. (laughs) The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole field of your life. Looking for someone who will receive those good things. 
those wonderful things that he has for us. Touchdown. God wants you to have a touchdown every day of your life. Amen? And then when you get that touchdown, don't do the funky chicken. Get down like this. <laughs> Give God all the glory. Come on, somebody. Amen. Good things. Now, here's another thing he'll do for us. Our good, good father will protect us. When we'll align our life with him. Let's just look at a few verses in Psalm 91. Verse 1, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Amen? Just keep on going, verse 3. And surely he will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He'll cover me with his feathers and under his wings I'm going to trust. His truth, his word is my shield. It's my buckler. Verse 5. I'll not be afraid of the terror by night because I've got a revelation that love loves me. Nor for the arrow that flies by day. Uh, nor for the pestilence walked in darkness. Nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. Notice this next one. Thousand might fall at my side. Ten thousand at my right hand. But it will not come near me. Say it right now. It'll not come near. No, it'll not come near me. How can you say that? Because love loves me. My father cares for me. And he will see to it as I live my life before him and walk in integrity. He will see to it that I am always and that you are always in the right place at the right time. Thank you, Lord. Only with my eyes shall I see, behold, the Lord of the wicked. Verse 9. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, even the most high, your habitation. You do that by living in his presence and declaring his word. Verse 10. Read it with me real strong, please. Why is that? Verse 11. For he shall give his angels. Amen. The Amplified says he shall give his angels a special charge over you. He gives his angels special charge over special people. Those that have been purchased by the blood. Those that have been redeemed. Now, let me just quote this to you. I love this, uh, how the Amplified says it in verse 8. Let me see if I can find it here. Verse 8. It says, Only a spectator shall you be, yourself inaccessible, in the secret place of the Most High. Hallelujah! We're the untouchables, right? Oh, thank you, Lord. And so expect then His protection. Have faith in love's protection for you. Well, how can I do that? By simply saying, thank you, Father. You've given your angels charge over me. And they keep me in all my ways. Thank you, Father, for putting your Holy Spirit on the inside of me. Who leads me and guides me every day of my life. Lord, I proclaim by faith that I'm always in the right place at the right time. I believe that the angels of the Lord are encamping around about not only me, but my wife, my babies, my grandchildren. He's encamped around everyone in this church. Yes, See, that's how you do it. Yeah. 
You've got mercy in in the most. You gotta. These things are voice activated. These things are voice activated, and they're also action activated. Amen. So this love, this love, protects us. This good, good Father provides for us. And this love that the Father has so freely shown toward us. Listen, guys, this love conquers everything. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 37. He's a good, good Father. Oh, yes, he is. Thank you. You're so good to me. God's good to me. God's good to you. Romans 8, verse 37. Don't let this be too simple to you, this verse. This is so good. Don't let just this, be, this pass you by. Romans 8, 37 says this. Nay, in all these things... Now, the context of what Paul is talking about is all the things that came against him. But he said, hey, no matter what, in all these things, I am more than a conqueror through him. What? We are more than conquerors, not in and of ourselves, but because he loved us. Do you suppose the Apostle Paul was persuaded of this love? Now, I've discovered this, that I can be more persuaded of his love tomorrow than I am today. Because this can be an ongoing development in my life. This can be an ongoing perfection in your life. Notice, he said here, for I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded. What are you persuaded of, Paul? I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Put your hand over your heart and say, I'm persuaded that nothing will ever separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Love conquers all. And your good, good father forgives. Romans 5, 8 says it like this. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. Yeah, I don't want to take you back too far, but you know what a skunk you were. (laughs) But even while you were yet a sinner, he loved us. He didn't see our catastrophe or our tragedy. He saw our potential. He saw us in need 
and he did something about it. Well, how does this all start? We quoted it earlier. Quote it with me. For God so loved the world. Come on. That he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, here's an important truth that we want to see in verse 17. Let's look at that. John 3, 17. For God sent not his son into the world to do what? Love is not the condemner. He didn't send his son into the world to condemn, make us feel bad, make us feel guilty. But that the world through him might be might be saved. Woo, glory. You know, you may be going through some difficult situations right now. In the natural realm, your world may be falling apart. There's a remedy for that. God lifts his people by his love. But if all you can say at the end of this day is, I'm saved. (laughs) You've got something to be really happy about. We're not going to be living here forever. We're on our way to heaven. Amen? Amen. Thank God for being saved. So he didn't come to make us guilty, to make us feel ashamed. You know, the world will say, shame on you. Religion will say, shame on you. But God says, may there be glory in you and glory on you. No more shame. No more condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Amen? Amen. So this love, then this love forgives. And when you become a a Christian, 2 Corinthians 5.17 becomes your scripture. You can quote it, but let's let our eyes rest on it today, shall we? 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm getting fed this morning. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man, any man, any man in prison, any man, any man, Glory to God. If any man, beware. If any man, any man. The blood was shed for every man. Any man, any woman, any boy, any girl that will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Who man. Any man. He does not expect us to be all cleaned up before we come to him. He says, come to me as you are. I'll clean you up. I'll make you brand new on the inside. And I will not leave you like you are. I will put you in my family. I will put you in Christ. Woo, glory. Any man. Any man. In this auditorium this morning. Any person 
driving by on Asperian Boulevard today. Any man, that grouch on the job. Any person. That crackhead. That meth person. If any man calls on the name of Jesus. Is that right, Tony? Any man. Hallelujah. There is hope for every man. <laughs> There's hope for every girl. Every boy. There's hope. There's hope. We live in such a hopeless generation and a hopeless world without God, without hope, without a covenant. But you and I, we have the answer. What's his name? Jesus. I can't hear you. What's his name? Jesus. What's his name? Jesus. Who is the hope of the world? Jesus. His name is Jesus. Amen. Woo, glory to God. Thank God. Thank God someone told you about Jesus. Thank God you had ears to hear. Thank God faith came Hallelujah. and hope came yes, and you opened your heart Thank you, Lord Jesus. and you said, Lord, I may not understand everything about this, but I believe yes, Lord. and I invite you into my heart. Glory to God. Jesus. Brand new start yes, when Jesus comes into your heart. Mm-hmm. Therefore, yeah. if any man be in Christ. In Christ. He is a new creature. Mm. He is a new species of being that has never existed before. <laughs> Oh, man. A new creature. Some of your old friends won't recognize you when this life comes on the inside of you. Because this life not only changes you on the inside, but when you learn to cooperate with his life, it'll show up on the outside. He will quicken your body. He'll put a smile on your face. You talk about miracle drugs, he'll take the wrinkle right out of your hair, or your head. (laughs) And your hair, too, if there is any. Amen. years ago some of my friends got a hold of me from high school and somehow they found out I was a preacher and they looked at the website and they said well we've decided you look better than the rest of us (laughs) I can't take credit for that that's because of him that's because of the life of God the life of God the zoe of God being manifest in your mortal flesh being manifest in your knees, being manifest in your organs, being manifest in your thinking. Woo, the life of God. Manifesting in your entire being. Therefore, 
If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. What about those old things? What about my past? Old things are passed away. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Old things. The person you used to be. The things you used to do. Woo, are passed away. Hallelujah. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Old things are passed away. Let's read the rest together. And behold, all things. All things. You and I can make it in this life. We can make it. We can go all the way to the finish line. We can fulfill everything God's called us to do. And the simple reason is this, is because love loves us. The scripture says he does not retain his anger forever, but he delights in mercy. It goes on to say he subdues your iniquities and he casts your sins into the depths of the sea. Corey Ten Boom says don't go fishing for him. Psalms 103 says, as far as the east is from the west. Did you know you can't measure that? So far has he removed our transgressions from us. I want to say this in closing. Love, your good, good father, forgets it all. I mean, wouldn't you if you were him? You didn't want to remember our mess. He says in Isaiah 43, 25, let's say it together. He said, I... Even I, and he that blotteth out thy transgressions, <laughs> he has no more remembrance of them. Now the devil does, but who cares about the devil? He's under our feet. He's a defeated foe. So when he comes to remind you of them, you simply turn the switch on. What's the switch? It's the switch of faith. And the switch of faith knows what the Word says, and the switch of faith speaks what the Word says, and the switch of faith acts upon the Word of God, and the power of God is released. Simply, you just need to know what the Scriptures say. I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Well, I was sinking deep in sin. Far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, seeking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry from the waters lifted me. Now safe, safe am I. <laughs> Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Let him lift you today. Do you need a lift? The lifter is here. The lifter is here. The lover is here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Love heals. Love provides. Love forgives. Love forgets. 
love is here today. Amen. Hallelujah. Every head bowed and every eye closed for a moment. Thank you, Pastor Tom.